This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Wednesday, July 29, 2020. <clears throat> and time certain things are moving pretty fast for us. I mean, time, I, I don't know, as we get all older, I don't know if you've noticed, but I have noticed that time moves faster as you get older. And it also moves faster because it's now, what, July 29th? They have two trading days remaining in July. And then we move on to August. So the first month of the third quarter will be over. And before you know it, it's going to be Labor Day. And I wonder if school is going to open. I mean, many places have postponed it. Some places are are going to have it. I don't know. It's certainly going to be a different school year starting this year. And I know a lot of parents out there and grandparents. I got a lot of nieces and nephews and grandnieces and nephews now. And, you know, they're in a quandary. Some of them are being homeschooled and have been for some time, but certainly an interesting times we live in, huh? Uh, the market is continuing to be volatile. Uh, it's kind of on an upswing, as we know. The effects of the COVID-19 crisis are disrupting just about every sector. And, and of course, the way we go around living our daily lives, day-to-day lives has certainly changed. Uh, masks are being very common by everybody. and. Uh, you know, at first I didn't like it, but, you know, I understand it. If it will help, let's do it. I mean, that's all there is to it. I'm hoping we'll get a uh, vaccine in the not-too-distant future that will be effective. And I think if we get an effective vaccine, and I'm pretty sure we're going to get one because there's so many, so much money being poured, billions of dollars being poured into this, and different, many different companies and different methods and coming at it from different angles, I'm pretty sure we're going to find a vaccine fairly soon by the end of the year. Uh, will it Will it be uh, widely available before the end of the year? It's going to be difficult. There's going to be first come, uh, first, uh, first uh, people that should get it, and that probably be the elderly, right? I mean, people, then people with Im- immune deficiency, immune system deficiencies, I'm going to be one of those, and here I am, going to be 66, I'm 67 now. You know, I'm going to be one of those. Um, so, I, I, and then how fast can they produce more? I think it's going to be pretty darn fast. I think by the early next year, we're going to have a herd immunity, and that's not going to affect the economy anymore, and we're going to go back to what we were doing. I think it's going to be early next year. I do. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe not, and I'll be disappointed if it doesn't happen. But we don't know, do we? I'm Steve Peasley, and here on Invest Talk, and at my company, KPP Financial, based in Irvine, California, we operate with a philosophy of independent thinking and shared success. We've been doing it for quite some time. Justin Klein and I are a bit different uh, investment advisors because we we don't listen to anybody. We have unbiased. We give and dedicate ourselves to unbiased guidance. We recommend only investments and strategies we implement for ourselves personally, and we call this parallel investing, meaning our investments right along with our clients. So that's what we do. I'm ready to take your calls. It is a call-in show, 888-99-CHART, 888-99-CHART. 
And you may have noticed that for the time being, Justin Klein and I have postponed our portfolio per in, in person visits to the various cities that we we operate in. Uh, but we still do it using technology, no cost, no obligation portfolio assessments and via the telephone, Skype, or Jive meetings. We do that and we'll be happy to do it. Especially now in these times where, you know, you know, everybody's concerns about uh, you know the COVID virus, which we are too. So we do want to review your portfolios and talk about balancing them and optimizing them based on what your risk tolerance is, your personal risk tolerance. If you want to know what your personal risk tolerance is, go to invest.com and and take the uh, uh, the riskalyze little questionnaire there, and we'll we can we'll come up with a. Uh, your personalized risk tolerance, and then take a look at your portfolio and see if it matches up. So to do that, you go to investtalk.com, take the risk-alized questionnaire. Also, you can send us a message through investtalk.com to talk about anything financial, any questions you have about your portfolio, your 401ks, anything. We'll talk about it. We'll help you. I like helping people. I am at a stage with KPP Financial that we actually want to help people. We don't have to have new business. We want new business. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to, you to think that I don't like new business. I do. But I am much more interested in see if I can help people. I am at this stage in my life. Uh, and Justin Klein, you know, he's or much younger, you know, but and he wants to run, you know, continue the business even after I'm gone, which totally is understandable. And I'll make sure that that happens. But, you know, he has the freedom to do the same thing, even though he's younger. We're not desperate for new business. We want new business. But that doesn't drive us. What does drive us is helping people. And if helping people means you become a client, that's great. If not, that's great too. So, besttalk.com, go there. We'll be, send me an email. We'll talk about it. Okay, my focus point today. A case study of COVID-19 damage. Damages to different earnings and different companies. And we're focusing on McDonald's earnings report. You know, it really gives an interesting study as what happened. Because McDonald's is so big and so diverse in the food industry. And it's not an in-store only place. It does drive throughs So how has it hurt them? It's going to be the focus point today. Also, the Fed meeting ended today. What are we going to do? What are they going to do? What can they do? We'll talk about that. Pending home sales came out, rose 16.6%. Is that good? That was for June. And GDP Q2 numbers will be out tomorrow. What are they going to show? What is it going to say? What will it tell us? It'd be nice to have the real numbers, but we kind of know what the numbers are going to be. Those are the things we're going to talk about, but of course, you come first. What do you want to talk about? The Dow was up 160, the NASDAQ was up 140, the S&P was up 40, and gold was up, and silver was up, and they have been up for some time. So I hope, I hope you've listened to us in the last year talking about gold and silver and invested appropriately. I hope. Anyways, let's go ahead and take the first caller of the day. Let's talk to Amika in Cincinnati. How you doing, Amika? I'm doing well, Steve. Thank you so much for the help you and Justin and the team, everything you guys have been doing for us. Thank you. 
I do have a question. I'm not sure someone have asked you this before. I do have a friend that works for ETN, which is Eaton, ETN. Uh -huh. And my friend is thinking of moving to another company, which is BWA. BWA. And he was asking me, say, you love investment. How do you think I should go to this company because they have offered him a job? And I wanted to ask you that. Do you think he should leave ETN to go to BWA? BWA. Okay, so let's take a quick look at both companies. I can only tell you from what I can see on the numbers and the company itself. So I can't give you an in-depth or him an in-depth look. But looking at ETN, you know, they're, they're doing pretty well on the chart. Eaton Corporation, it's a big company, $38 billion, But their sales have been falling the last four quarters, which makes me a little bit nervous. As an investment, I don't think I'd invest in it. And it provides electrical power and control equipment, hydraulic systems, truck, and drivetrain. The company is very stable, and it will do very it'll do fine as far as working for them and things. But as far as investment, I, you know, I think uh, it's going to have a hard time if it's got to turn around that business, and that means the economy has to turn around. Now he's going to be what was it? B T B W N B W N was where he's going. Okay. What was the? Uh, I'm sorry. Say that again. B B as in Brad, W as in a uh, walk, and A as an apple. B W A. Okay. okay, that's Borg Warner Incorporated. They're an $8 billion company, so they're much smaller, but still $8 billion is a pretty big company. They manufacture engines, drivetrain components for light vehicles, original equipment manufacturers, uh, engine and drivetrain. Um, they make money. They've always made money. They're going to make less money this year, obviously, from the COVID thing. Uh, they're going to make $3.28, $38 stock, so it's going to be about a 10 PE. Good cash flow. This also is a good, strong company. Um, they've been around a long time. They've always made money. So I think, you know, if he's going to make more money at Borg Warner than uh, the other one, I would move. I, you know, I'd take the opportunity. If he has an opportunity to, to move up and make better salary, because both companies are big one is much bigger than the other, but it's still, Borg Warner is still pretty big at $8 billion. Not quite a big cap, but it's a mid cap, but a strong company. So he's okay with both as far as being a worker, working for them. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we can see that, that very soon, July 2020, will be the in history books, right? We only got two days left. But we, what we cannot see or predict with any certainty is just how long. The pressures and fallout from the COVID virus pandemic are going to affect the stock market. How long? We don't know that yet. For investors, this means you can expect continuing volatility. So how can you do a better job handling that? That's really what we're here to help you with. We should talk about that. Your participation is important. We're taking your calls live. 888-99-CHART. It's an Invest Talk Wednesday. Steve Peasley is on duty, and he's happy to provide unbiased answers, but you've got to call with your questions. Invest Talk, 888 99Chart. 888 992 4278. And I'm going to go talk to Saeed in Oakland. 
I like oh, yeah. Hi, Steve. How are you? Hi, Saeed. Good. Uh, Caesar now is acquired by Eldorado recently and then went downhill. Now it's like up 10% today. So I wonder uh, what's going on. How is it going to go from here? What do you think? And the you're talking about CCR, which is console coal, coal resources? No, Caesar Palace is a gaming, gambling. Oh, Caesars. Caesars. Okay, yeah. Caesars. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Thank it was acquired by Colorado and then it went down all the way. And now today I see it's up 10% in the market. So I was wondering uh, what you take on, uh, on that stock. You know, what do you think of the stock? Well, I think uh, Caesars is big. They're not going to go out of business or anything, just like Las Vegas Sands. And I think if you're a long-term investor, this is the times that you want to pick these things up because they're so cheap because they you know they have trouble opening because you know they they thrive on crowds las vegas spa thrives on crowds and i think if you're going to buy you know a stock like caesar's and las vegas sands and i'm not recommending either one of those but if you are this is the time that you do it you don't do it when it's already hugely moved up right it makes no sense yeah. So, you, it, your, your question is is more of a basic kind of question. Will these companies recover? I mean, Las Vegas, Sands, and Caesar are probably going to lose money this year, right? Probably going yeah. to. But you know what? The, the people who make the most money are the people that are the bravest out there when they buy, when everybody else sells. That's a... That's an old uh, Warren Buffett saying: "Buy whenever, buy when there's sellers, and yeah, sell when there's yeah, buyers." Yeah. And I think, I think if you can be patient, you know, I have, I, I would put a little bit of risk money at these these companies. They're huge companies. They're not going to. Chances are very strong that they're not going to run out, go out of business. Can they file bankruptcy? Well, if this COVID thing and that lasts for a couple of years, yeah, they'll 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 file bankruptcy. But I think we're getting close to the end of this. I'm, what I'm saying is I think we'll have a solution next year for the COVID virus via vaccine, and these companies will recover nicely. They will. So, yeah, I, I think to take a shot at it, I think it's a wise thing. Okay? On the Nest Invest Talk, this story, COVID-19 has accelerated the shift of consumer purchasing habits to e-commerce, and shares of the shop, Shopify jumped 7%. So you know that that's continuing. 888-99-CHART. That'll be tomorrow. You are listening to Invest Talk. Every Friday on the program and the podcast, Steve Peasley shares highlights from the newest edition of the KPP Premium Newsletter. Listen Fridays to Invest Talk. And now, Steve and Justin welcome your calls and questions. 888-99-CHART. Okay, my focus point today concerns a story about uh, McDonald's, the COVID-19 damage to McDonald's earnings report. Okay, they, they, their revenue plunged 30% in this most recent COVID quarter. Okay, and despite, despite it still plunged, despite the progress it's made even after it plunged, you know, they're still down 30%. So it's a difficult situation. But there's different things you have to look at. When you look at any kind of retailer, wholesaler, you know, that has different stores or locations, you always look at the same store sales year over year, okay? Uh, and 
So from uh, in June, June same store sales same store sales from McDonald's is two point it was shrunk two point three percent, which is not that bad. Really, isn't that bad? Uh, they've been recovering faster than the overall restaurant industry because of the drive-through. I mean, drive-throughs is common here in California. And if you go to any of the fast food chains, you'll see all of them are are pretty darn busy because there's a, a line of vehicles at, at the meal time for these stores. So McDonald's is going to close 200 stores, though. Did you hear about that? Most of them are going to be in Walmarts because there's no drive-through. So those those stores really suffered badly. So and but their net openings, their net for the year, they're going to be opening 350 new locations and they're going to close 200 locations. So they're going to be up 150 new locations opening this year. So don't feel too bad for McDonald's. They're doing pretty good. And they're recovering fast, like most fast food chains are. They can survive without sit-in customers. As long as they have drive through Now, there are some fast food chains out here in the West that don't have drive throughs And that those are probably hurting much more than the drive throughs uh, There's a chain out here called the In-N-Out, In-N-Out, well, In-N-Out Burgers. I don't think they lost one bit of business. They're, you know, they were always very focused on drive through business so they they have lines going out onto the street from from in and out so they've been pretty busy okay uh let's see what are we gonna let's keep things moving here comes another caller question from our anytime listener line number 888-99-CHART hi guys love the show thanks for taking my call curious about company allstate a-l-l with the recent acquisition, thinking about adding it to my core long-term holding, and just wanted your opinion if this is a good entry point with that current acquisition or if you'd wait for even more of a pullback. Thanks. Look forward to listening. Well, I, th- I think you're talking about them acquiring National General Holding Corporation, a personal lines insurance holding company, for $4 billion in cash and or $34.50 a share. Uh, remember, also it's a $29 billion company, so they're buying a $4 billion company. So that's a pretty big purchase for them. And what it will do to their bottom line, we don't know yet, but it's probably going to be accretive. In other words, a good good deal adding to their bottom line. They're going to make $10.92 this year a share. That's the estimate after ten forty three last year, and eleven dollars and thirty two cents next year. Now, one thing's nice is the COVID via COVID thing probably did not affect them hardly at all. Everybody still needs insurance, and I would suggest that it actually would help them to some degree. Even though uh, premiums were down eight percent for the, I mean, the income was down eight percent from for the March quarter. But the reason why I say that is because there's going to be less, there's a lot less traveling and therefore a lot less auto accidents. And Allstate is a big personal lines, casualty, life insurance, auto insurance, homeowner insurance. So uh, you would think that 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 wouldn't be affected too much and other than beneficial. The stock hasn't recovered that much though. I mean, it got as low as about 70 at the bottom of the crisis in March. Today it's at 94. It was before the crash, about 120, 122. So, 
Yeah, it's a pretty eleven thirty-two and ninety-four dollar stock, eleven thirty-two in earnings, eleven dollars and thirty nine. That means it's what a nine PE. That's pretty good. Eight nine PE, pretty 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 inexpensive. They pay a two point three percent dividend. Don't have much debt, you know. And um, uh, mutual fire mutual funds are slowly buying. So yeah, that's a good price for it. For it. a big blue chip company, core holding in your portfolio. Okay, so yeah, I, I don't have a problem with you owning Allstate Corporation. I don't know what the, I'd have to look into to see what the, the purchase would, purchase of that company, National General. With record low interest rates, it's impossible to get a good return on your money sitting in a bank account, right? We all know that. That's why investors invest, they want yield. And so as we go to break, here's my two-part trivia question. Despite low interest rates, many people park their cash in banks. So how many banks are there in the United States? How many banks are there in the United States? And what is the average savings account balance in the United States? The answers may surprise you. I'll have some. I'll have the answer after the break. But for now, my phone number is, my lines are open, 888-99-CHART. advice spread your money around stick to a well thought out plan for carefully divvying up your money so no single calamity will destroy your portfolio want to talk about it 888-99-CHART is how to get through right now ebay motors is here for the ride remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease fresh installs and a whole lot of love you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It is official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers. Whatever your baby needs. eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the Internet. As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, AI Red Teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information 
beyond their intended use, and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's Attack Resistance Platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E.com. HackerOne.com. You are listening to Invest Talk. We've seen the markets go up, then down, sideways, and around. It's called volatility. And if you're a serious investor, you'll have finance and investment questions for Steve Peasley. He's here now taking your calls live. Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. Okay, before the break, I had a trivia question for you. Despite low interest rates, many people will still park cash in banks. So how many banks are there in the United States? And what's the average savings account balance in the U.S.? Okay, here's the answer. As of December 31st, 2019, there was 5,177 commercial banks and savings institutions in the United States. At that time, banking assets were equal to approximately 56% of the U.S. economy. Okay, well, what's the size of this economy, everybody? 20 trillion, 21, 22 trillion, you know, with the COVID things, it's going down. So that's a lot of money. According to the Fed's latest available data, the average savings account balance was average now, was $15,634. And the average checking account balance was $9,284. But really, you should probably look at the median balances because some people are really, really wealthy, right? And they skew, skew the numbers. So what's the median value? Okay, where that's where the separating the higher half from the lower half of a data sample, right? That's what the median is, or basically the middle, maybe. You should say it that way. As of December December 2019, the median checking account was $3,400, and the median savings account was $7,000, so not nearly as high. Okay, how about the 401k participants? How many Americans have a 401k? 2018, 58 million of workers had one, a 401k, 58 million. And there were more than 580,000 401k plans. So on Friday, on the Friday Invest Talk Show and podcast, I will share 401k trivia information. And that may surprise you. But we'll do that on Friday, okay? Meanwhile, we have to get moving. James in New York. James, how you doing out there in the East Coast? No, I'm well. How are you? Good, good. Can't complain. So I'm to warm up out here. Yeah, here as well. Uh, 90 plus every day, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Okay. But uh, I was looking at uh, ITW, Illinois Tool Works. I like the company. I thought about buying it. Um, I see like it might be overbought. Do you think that there's any opportunity here to short it um, if a pullback is in the cards? Well, it is pretty expensive based on its earnings. Illinois Tool Work Company, everybody, has been around a long, 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 long time. Okay, manufactures uh, plastic, metal fasteners, fastener tools for construction, automotive, and appliance markets. They've been doing that forever. 
Okay, they made $7.94 in 2019. That was down from $8 the year before, 2018. This year, they're going to make $5.24. Next year, they'll rebound a little bit to $6.67, and it's a $187 stock. That looks expensive to me, James, for an old-line company that is sales or has been slowly shrinking. So I'm thinking... um, the return on equity is very high, 82%. As I'm a little bit nervous because they do make pretty good money, but it looks like they're coming up against resistance. This is the peak that they were at in uh, late February at $187. I think that if you put a tight stop, you could short it here, meaning everybody, he, wants to, he thinks it's going to go down, and he wants to make money if it does go down. And he's thinking that because it's just risen so much. It was $120 at the bottom in March, and now here's $187. Earnings are going down. So, yeah, you could do it, James. It's it, Just keep a tight stop. In other words, don't don't let it run away up on you if it does. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Edgar in San Diego. Hey. wants to talk about bond funds. Edgar. Yes, hi. It's much for taking our, all your out. I have a, I have a three parts question about a bond investment. Okay. First, I want to know if you are laddering your investment in a bond fund. Yes. What percentage go to short and what percentage to intermediate and what percentage to long? Okay, we don't have any long, none. Okay, they're all short or intermediate. Uh, and that means uh, one year to about seven, five, six, maybe seven years we've gone out. If we've gone out seven years, it would be unusual, but it's more like five and six years. So a ladder bond, everybody, is mean you have a bond come due in a year, two years, three years, four years, five years, and six years, and that's the rungs of the ladder going out. When they come due, you buy out the longest rung. What you're trying to do is maximize your return. You would shorten the ladder if you think interest rates um, um, are, are been going down. So they have been going down for some time. When they rise, you start to lengthen the ladder longer. But that's why we don't have any long, because of rates have been coming down for many years now. So it's kept us in a shorter and shorter bond ladder. Okay, Noel? I mean, uh, uh, okay, uh, Edgar? Appreciate the call. Let's go to Noel in Napa. Noel in Napa. I want to talk about organic foods. Noel. Yeah, yeah, I like that sector, and, and you, my ears perked up when you were working uh, the program last Friday. Uh, Steve, yep. you mentioned a, a company that uh, is in the organic food and health food yep. business, but I didn't hear a name or symbol, and, and maybe you can't Sprouts. give that out. and. And if you can't, uh, would I be able it's to pick up on that name on your newsletter? No, but it's Sprouts. Because you're asking about something we talked about, and I can answer that question. Yes, it was Sprouts. Oh, okay. Sprouts. That's the name of the company. Yeah. Okay, what's so, that symbol? Do you know offhand? Yeah, SFM is the symbol. S is in Sam, F is in Frank, M is in Market. Sprouts Farmers Market. Operates 340 supermarkets in 22 states offering natural and organic food items. I shop there all the time. I really like it. <laughs> They're yeah, not nearly yeah, as big I, as a big supermarket, 
but I, I like what the, I like. The, I like what they have. They have good quality food. I like that. So that's the company. We own that in our managed accounts, and some of our managed accounts, not every one. For instance, our bond account, which all it carries is bonds, we wouldn't have sprouts. That's why I have to say in some of our managed accounts. In our stock accounts, we, we own it. Appreciate the call, Noel. Thank you. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and yes, the economy reopened in phases, but now in some states, including California, they are shutting down again. Things are getting difficult to predict, everybody. But you can't allow that to change your retirement objectives or, cha- or change what you're going to do. There's always something coming along that's disaster. And yeah, this is a big something. I'll grant you that. But you still can't let it change your plans. You have to stick with your plans and just you just you just tweak them. You do a little bit different, but, you, but your goals are the same. The goal never changes. You want financial freedom. So, You want to talk about that? Talk about your retirement objectives. You want to talk about your portfolio? I encourage you to reach out to me or Justin Klein at KPP Financial Offices in Irvine, California. We'll help you. We'll do our best. We want to help you. Now, whether you're a conservative investor or you're getting close, which means you're getting close to retirement, usually. That's a very common. But you can be a conservative investor and be young. Depends on your, your risk tolerance, how much risk you want to take. So it doesn't matter if you're aggressive or not. We can customize any investing strategy designed to achieve your financial freedom goals. We can do that. And at the same time, manage your risk. So to get started, no-cost portfolio review, please call, send a message through investtalk.com. Send me an email. Get those all day, all day long. Go to Justin. And now I'm here and ready to provide unbiased answers to your financial investment questions. We are taking your calls live at 888-99-CHART. You are listening to Invest Talk. We have good news. Steve and Justin have recorded an all new Rapid Fire Hour. It's a free podcast download, and you'll hear answers to 30 caller questions. You still get unbiased answers, but the show moves along at a faster pace. You can find it now for free at investtalk.com, iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Search Invest Talk June Bonus Show. And now, Steve and Justin welcome your calls. The Anytime Listener line is open, 888-99-CHART. Hey, what's going on, guys? First, I just wanted to say thank you, and I appreciate you guys and and your information. So I'm looking at Redwood Trust, RWT. Looking to buy a couple shares and kind of hold on to it until it climbs back up to its average it was in the past. Just want to know what you guys think. Thank you. Trust Inc. It's an eight hundred million dollar company, so it's a small cap. It's a REIT, real estate investment trust, that invests in and and in securities, residential, commercial, real estate loans, and securities. So it doesn't buy properties; it invests in the paper in real estate. That always makes me nervous for some reason. I like the real property. If I want to do a REIT, I want to know I want to know that we own some property. This does the paper, owns the paper. They're going to make 89 cents this year from $1.32 last year. That's the estimate. Then next year, they're going to only earn 74 cents. So earnings are going down. It's a $6.98 stock. So they're going to pay 90% of that 74 cents in the form of a dividend. So that means they're paying close to, what, 8, 9, 10% if they make that money. But earnings are going down. 
Sales shrank in March by 100%. So didn't move up at all. Zero. Zero change. Um, that makes me nervous. I, I think I would stay away from it. I don't, I don't like that volatility. And I've noticed that tr- real estate investment trusts that deal with paper usually are very volatile. You know, that is not uncommon. Volatile in, and when I say volatility, I mean in their earnings, in their sales. Not sure why um, you would think they do well in this environment. Maybe not. I, I, don't, I don't care for it. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. The Fed met the last couple of days. Not much action. What didn't, no one expected much action out of them. They don't really have a lot of actionable things they can do, really. Um, the emergency loan program due to expire on July 30th was expanded to December 31st. And this tells everyone, even for the meeting, that they're ready to do more if needed. So what is the main thing they can do? Well, everybody's thinking the main thing they can do and if they need to do it is... is um, Yield curve control, the 10-year yield curve control. Make sure that, you know, that they have a proper yield curve because every time they ever got inverted, that means a recession happened. <laughs> and so they don't, they can control it. That's what they think they can do. Um, they also said they're going to leave interest rates per virtually at zero until they reach 2% or higher in inflation which is kind of, you know, we knew that, though. I mean, uh, there's no surprises here. The Fed pretty much done what it can do. It's now up to the the government, not the Federal Reserve, but the government to decide. Are you going to come out with a new spending package, or what is it going to look like? You know, in other words, they are, and it's going to be expensive, and we're going to have much more debt, and that's going to cause some kind of inflation down the road. Probably, and you know how you know how you can tell that many people believe that. Look at the price of gold and silver; they're inflation heads. They've been hedges and they've been moving up. They think if you look at the dollar or go to the dollar, you know how you can look at the dollar. It's pretty simple. Type in UUP in a charting program, and you'll see that the dollar has been going down, 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 down ever since March. But now the dollar is below where it was before the COVID virus. So it's the low of a 52-week low. So now, as you have may have noticed, we try to keep a good pace here. And I think I can squeeze in another question before the break. This time we have a question from a listener in Illinois. Hey, Justin and Steve. This is Jay from Illinois, big fan of the show. So I had a question about Fortuna Silver Mines. That's ticker symbol FSM. I have a position in this, and I forget off the top of my head, but I think it came up when I was doing a you know screen for silver miners, like on debt-to-capital ratio, things like that. I just wanted to get your guys' impression of this particular silver miner, whether it's a good idea to take up a greater position. Thank you. Bye. Well, it's a small cap. A Canadian company engaged in the mining process of silver in uh uh, Peru, southern Mexico. Uh, it's a billion dollar, one point one billion dollar market cap. Uh, they're going. They're going. The estimate is to make thirteen cents this year. 
Next year, the estimate is 72 cents. So a huge, they don't have much debt. That's probably why you found it. They don't have a lot of debt. Um, it's a $6.90 stock, going to make 72 cents. That tells you the PE is under 10. Uh, return on equity is only 5%. That's kind of low. That's kind of low. And I don't like the fact that it's showing that management doesn't own any parts, any of the stock. And You would think a small company like this, they would own it. So this is just a speculation on silver prices. And that's why it's moved up from $1.75 to $6.90. $1.75 back in March, at the bottom of the market. So, okay. This is Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here, to help you achieve financial freedom. And our work will continue right after this break. So get your questions in now, 888-99-CHART. Trying to understand how to evaluate some of the oil stocks. Got a question for Steve or Justin? You're the best person to ask it at 888-99-CHART. And now's the best time. Invest Talk COVID 19 has accelerated the shift to e commerce. Want proof? Shares of Shopify jumped following a 97% second quarter revenue increase. That story tomorrow. Steve Peasley is here now and he's happy to provide unbiased answers, but you've got to call with your questions. Invest Talk 888 99 Chart. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Nick and Hayward. Wants to talk about ADP. Nick. Yes, sir. Hi, Steve. How are you doing? Good. Thank you. Good. Great show. Thank you very much for your show. Yeah, what do you think? I don't own any. Uh, looks. Uh, what's your opinion? Should I pick up a few shares here? Well, they? They, had a bad, they had a bad day today. They were down 6.5% today. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Provides, I saw that. Yeah. ADP is most famous for, you know, payroll company. They do your payroll. That's what they're most famous for. But they do other things, business processing, outsourcing services to employers, dealers, professional employer organizations. Uh, they're going to make, you know, they're going to make $5.69 this year. They've made five ninety two last year. The next year is going to make $6.42. So they're going to come back. But they're they're kind of expensive. Nick, that's that's a worry for me. I don't think I buy them because their their P ratio, even based on next year's good earnings, is around twenty and twenty one. And I think for a company that's growing five six percent over the last couple of years, that's not that's too high. So I, I kind of would stay away from them myself. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate it. Let's talk to Harry and Modesto. How you doing, Harry? Doing well, Steve. Thanks for what you guys do down there. Hey, Thank I you. got a question about. Big five sporting goods. I have yes. it, I own it, and I need to look for an exit point. Okay. That was BGFB. Pretty sure. Yeah, that's right. Ooh, it had a big day update today. Wow. Am I reading that right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's amazing. It was up 47% today. You saw that, right? I, I did just a few minutes ago. I did, yeah. 
operates 434 athletic apparel and outdoor equipment stores. You know, I've been trying to buy out, you know, sporting goods, not sporting goods, but uh, exercise equipment uh, and can't find hardly any. That's probably why they're doing so well. And that, so that must be the earnings. You know, more than 50% after companies see sales. Well, yeah, they're doing great. Uh, I think you're, it's not, if it's not a core holding, it's a, it's not a big company. You would think it would be, but it's not. It's only a $143 million company. They have 434 outdoor equipment stores in 11 states, but they're not that big. Uh, so, and the sales were shrinking before this COVID thing hit. Yep. Man. I would, I'd follow it up with a tight stop. If it falls, uh, 10%, I'd get out. It's at $6.58. So it fell 65 cents or 66 cents. I'd get out. That's how I would play this because it's moving up sharply and I don't know how far, how far it will go. Just don't know, Ari. So hold on to it, but put a stop on it. Don't let it fall below more than 10%. If it goes up again tomorrow, move the stop 10%, you know, if you follow it up. Thanks for the call. Bill and Hayward wants to talk about oil stocks. Bill. Uh, thanks for taking my call, Steve. You're welcome. Hey, uh, one point before I get to the oil stock was uh, sure. my portfolio is a little heavy in uh, international, and I was wondering what your guys' position right now. Um, should I should I pull some of that money back out of a balanced portfolio? It's just they've underperformed so bad. Uh, just wanted to see what you have to say. Well, it depends on are they big cap companies, mid cap, small cap? Where, where what part of the market international are you in? If you're talking it's about a, big it's caps, a general, uh, well, international, all in company. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I'm not big. Keen, I'm not keen on that right now. I'm really not. If there were, if you were specifying big cap foreign companies, I, I would probably feel better about it, but. I, I would I would suggest you come back to the U.S. and and buy U.S. companies. Appreciate the call, Bill. I'm sorry you want to talk about oil stocks. You're going to have to call back because we're run out of time. I'm C. Peasley. Thanks for listening to Invest Talk, everybody. I will return Friday. Justin will be here tomorrow with highlights from the KPP Premium Newsletter that I send out every Friday. In the meantime, please tell your friends that we have posted a new June bonus show. Dustin and I answer 30 caller questions at a faster pace. It can be downloaded now for free at investtalk.com, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Have a great night, everybody. From sunrise to sun. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. 
And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART. 